This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 610 brought to you by Harry's. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades. They'll give you their trial shave set for free when you sign up at harrys.com slash ifanboy. Just pay for shipping. And ifanboy listeners just like you. We are ready for the siege. We are armed up to the teeth. Be careful how you live and breathe.
Hello, welcome to my Fanboy Pick of the Week, episode 610. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm alongside Josh Flanagan. You are sort of alongside me, yes. Spiritually. And Definitely. that's it. It's the Two Jabokes era return, part two. Um, if you listened last week, you know that our third co-host, our Fanboy co-founder, Ron Richards, has left the show, uh, the regular show, the re- weekly show. And uh, it's just Josh and I. And we'd like to thank thank Ron for his time, but also thank him for throwing out that brief aside about the show notes last week that caused havoc throughout our lives for the rest first, of the week. First of all, first of all, I feel like Bernie Sanders. I'm like, nobody cares about the damn show notes. <laughs> Second of all, no one mentions Ron going. Everybody's freaking out about time codes. I don't understand what's going on. I'm a little disappointed. We were never going to stop doing the time codes. Ron threw out a dumb joke about them. I didn't even hear then, him say it. I, I was like, yeah. what are these people talking about? So anyway, the time codes are not going anywhere, unlike Ron, who has gone. Um, and that's it. We're, oh, many people have asked us, are you bringing on a new third host? We are not. Uh, we, it's very hard to schedule the recording of this show. And uh, we will have occasional guest stars. We, ha- we are working on that. Um, regular guest stars, people you've heard on the show before, people to fill in when one of us can't be on the show, but just, or just to join the two of us uh, occasionally. So. So not a regular third host, but you will hear regular third voices on the show uh, moving forward. I, so you can record that. We'll sometimes do a third one. Also. And then that doesn't even count Josh's voice. Not even as it. often as I, I used. To, I realized that I used to do that a lot, and I hardly ever do it now. Yes. I don't know what that's about. Maybe it was a crutch before, but now you're more comfortable. I see. I see. But then I thought nobody's ever heard me do Obama, and I feel like that's a shame. <laughs> it's too late. We've all moved on emotionally for that Pretty too. Good Obama. So. It's good. So that's the future of iFanboy. The two Jamokes have returned. Uh, we will attempt to entertain you as we did before as we talk about the week's comics because that's what we do here at iFanboy. We read our stack of comics. One of us picks their favorite book. We call it the pick of the week. We talk about that book as well as other books on the show. We do the patron pick. We do some listener mail. We have time. We do the superpowers. We have a good time. We have fun. And we have show notes. And here's your spoiler warning. It's a review show. There'll be spoilers. Exercise some caution. And this week, Josh had the pick. You know what? Some weeks, uh, and I feel like it's been like this for a couple of, for a while, maybe a month or two. Like when it's been my pick, I'm like, I, 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 I don't know. You know, so I, this week, I, I was reading, uh, I was reading Mister Miracle number four, and uh, within a couple of pages, I'm like, oh, there's your winner. And I think it was the second book I read, and I was just like, nothing, nothing's gonna come close to this. And there are others that I read later this week that were pretty good. And on a on a on a regular old week, I that would have been. But Mister Miracle Four, I was like, oh, this is just this is operating at a different level. I, I I agree with you. Also, before we get into the book itself, I think we have we've we haven't mentioned before when we've talked about the book that the Nick Darrington covers, which I really like a lot. Yeah, the covers are always very yeah. That's true. They're 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 more pop arty than 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 Garrett's art. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Garrett's or Jared's? I always forget. It's Garrett's hard Garrett's. I had it right. Uh, it's more pop arty and more like classically comic booky, but it really works within the context of the book. And I really, and this particular cover is terrific. But anyway, continue on that. Uh, yeah. So what we have here is the uh, sort of awkward trial of uh, <laughs> of Scott Free uh, by by his brother Orion, who is also the High Father. Um, where yeah, I guess I'm going to go ahead and spoil it. He's sentenced to death for treason in his living room, and they made sure to get a veggie tray. <sighs> What's interesting about this issue is so we're four issues in out of twelve. Is it twelve? I'm scrolling very quickly. I think it's twelve. Sounds uh, right. 
Yeah, four of twelve. Yep. I'm not really sure what's happening here. Whereas with the Vision, um, Tom King's last big prestige series, at least I think by the fourth issue, I had a sense of what the story was a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that as a criticism. I was reading this issue, going, I don't know where this series is going. Um, sure. I don't know what he's trying to tell us, and that's not a bad thing. Again, we're only four in, um, and I think that's one of the interesting things about it is, if someone asked me, uh, is is this book good? I'd say yes, it's very good. And they ask me what it's about, I'd say I don't know. Well, I mean, the I sheriff of Babylon was a lot like that. Yes, and then it, it sort of uh, it it uh, crystallized. Uh, oh yes, I'm 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 fully expecting this book will make sense by the end. I'm just saying right now. One, I, of the, one of the cool things about it is I, I don't know what's happening. I saw some, but yeah, but it's one of those things. In a good where, way. In a good it's way. It's one of those things where a lot of times that is a crutch, or not a crutch, but that is a problem. Um, yes. But if you trust the creative team, then you then you can say, take me along. That's I, yes. I trust you. It's fine. And there's a track record here. Um, I saw somebody mention that it was like a critique on the like a, a, the modern life in the Trump era. And I was like, I don't, I don't know where you're seeing that. But I don't see that at all. I no, think people I, are putting that into everything where it doesn't exist. But I'm so here's my question. Okay. Is is he dead? Well, that's that's the Is it all in his head? It seems like the main question here is is this or or isn't this? Um and it's really cool because this works better in comic books than anything else. Um whenever they do this in film or TV they either put a signifier in to as if to say, you know, like this is a different world, so the color's a little different or something's right. off. It's much uh, – they, they, they make a, a much bigger tell usually. And I, right. I don't know here. And part of that has to do with the fact that I know these characters. I know you know these characters pretty well. But really, we don't spend a lot of time with them in the modern no, era not, of comics. Not, not in the last – not in the last seven years or right. so. Right, and and so and things have changed a little bit. You know, the, the the old high father's not there. So Orion, you know, who's super interesting character, and every time he comes back, he's written a little bit differently. Um, a little uh, like his spectrum of being sort of reasonable versus being uh, tempestuous changes a lot. Um, and so we're, you you always have to get a temperature for where that character is in a given story and how somebody's writing him. Right. But just in terms of setting a tone in a it, I mean basically take these interesting characters and put them in a room is what's happening here that's that's the oldest trick in the book but it's super interesting what's happening because I cannot put a finger on Scott free to see where he is um and I love that Barda is there and she's a hundred percent supportive of him and he's given up you know a lot a lot of life but you know they like are a really good couple in a sense. Yep. So like, that's a nice emotional core to all of this. Um, you know, and she's, she's a hundred percent on his side. She beats the shit out of light Ray just cause he's annoying him, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, and then they have this trial and it, it, it proceeds in such a way where they get to this point where Orion is grilling him and, 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 and Scott free has accepted what's happening. He's not rejecting it. He's not pushing it. He's going along with it, but he, he just doesn't have anything left in him. And I really, I just like the way that this is being depicted. And when you get down to that true-false sequence. Oh, he, so good. It was so good. It was. It was really intense. I was yeah. really, I was really, I don't say sweating, but I was, I was tense reading it. The way, the, 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 the rhythm of it, where every other panel was, it was Scott Free saying true, uh, really, really worked. Or any false, sometimes false, but mostly true. It was uh, masterful. 
And really, I, I got to the end, and then, and then you know, you end that, and Orion, you know, goes over, takes a carrot, dips it into the dip, and then pronounces judgment. And and everything was so, I was going to say glacially paced, but that's not correct. Just metered, it's deliberate. I I think the it's the contrast between this these little gods and mm-hmm. their this this really important trial happening in the mundanity of this suburban living room with a with a vegetable plate from Costco and, and a couch that's too small. Right, and it's it's that contrast of it all happening in that way that was really interesting. Um, but there's a point in the book where I'm trying to find it in which Orion as part of the questioning says, and this is what caused you to kill yourself, not yeah. try to kill yourself, but kill yourself. Yep. Uh, hate I, made I you that. kill yourself. True or false? True. And that's when I was like, because this is already kind of otherworldly because there's the very dramatic, you know, circus like narration happening and. The question is, is he, you know, in the first issue, he he committed, he tried to commit suicide, or at least he, he we don't know how serious he was. The, my question is, is this all in his head from as he's dying? That's gonna be my question as I read this. I think, and, and I don't know. And the thing is, I normally hate this kind of setup <laughs> because I don't know where the ground is under me. Yeah, so no, I, I don't like unreliable narrating. And uh, and again, that same thing I was just talking about with comic books, like. It almost makes it worse because you're like, do I need to be reading this? But a lot of times that is used as a shortcut to sort of get to know the psyche of the person. However, in this case, the psyche of the person is so interesting that I'm 100% down with it, if that makes sense. Or at least the way it's being written. I I really – what Mr. Miracle is at this point as a character is so – strange and and like he's a god but he's a tv performer and he's got this uh, he's got this outrageous costume but it's really just cloth it's not you know like he doesn't he's all these contradictions at once sort of yeah uh and i like that and i loved them in the little apartment and i love the fact that barda is so much larger than him it's just it's interest it's just interesting there's a lot of stuff going on here and that like that's his brother and they don't get along and there's really stupid reasons for it and there's really big important reasons for it um and i was just i was just wrapped the entire time and and i i remember you know it's getting harder for me to find time to fit in when i'm reading these things and i was exhausted when i went to read my comics and and i was i was 100 percent in from the first page i was like i don't know maybe i shouldn't read this now so i can fully get into it but i mean i i i was i was all in um, yeah, I mean, this is this is the most compelling book right now. Also, there's a point in the questioning where he starts to fit, fuzz out like he's an old t- on yeah. an old TV. There's a lot of things going on here, and I, I think one of the for me one of the fun things is is the, what is the mystery of what is actually happening here. Well, um, well, a lot of times the problem with that um, ambiguity that is happening in a lot of things when they do hallucinations, or they do dream sequences, or whatever flashbacks is that I often get the sense that the creators don't know what they're doing. They're just right. making it weird for weird sake. I think that was the whole reason that I couldn't get into Lost because they were like, let's just make it weird and figure it out. And that's what really lost me on that show. But um, bump. Um, but on this, I, I just I don't get that feeling. And I know maybe I'm placing too much trust in the creators. But either way, that if, if they earned it and it works, then it worked. Um, that little motion line of the carrot going into the dip, and then him eating. It, it is, but then like the pa- the, like it's in the context of the whole thing and the panels because I didn't want to give I I posted that on on the social media because I thought it was brilliant. But that whole page where there's an anguish on Orion's face, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he doesn't revel this. I mean, he doesn't. No, but it's that's in contrast to what he's saying and how his bearing is, and that is that is some fine work. And and again, you know, Mitch's work used to feel a lot more photo-y, and now it feels a lot more drawn. Uh, and it's yes. just so good. And the, and also, I was noticing that I, I, uh, it's the pick of the week, so I can be effusive about it. Um, the body types of the people uh, are really varied. Um, Mr. Miracle's body is a much more life, you know. Yeah. So is Light Ray, whereas Orion's bigger, and then Barda has her thing going on, and she looks a little more normal when she's not in the outfit, you know, with all the the big armor and the helmet and everything. Right. When she's sort of in her street clothes, but she's still. I don't. Know, I just. I just like the way that everybody's drawn. I think it's it's. It's really thoughtful. That helmet can't be comfortable. Eh, who knows? This apocalypse tech, you know, maybe it is. It could be the most comfortable thing in the world. Some kind of some kind of helmet you never even thought of. I really like the look of shock on Orion's face when after Scott Free attacks him, and he repeats it twice uh, in, in like a long shot and a close up. It's just the art here is really stellar, yeah. really really stellar. And I love that Mr. Miracle has like the Spider Man eyes. Yep. Or his like his his eyes get bigger and smaller, and the masks depend um, as he emotes. I just, I just this this is a this comic is living up to all the fanfare that came with it when it came out. And honestly, thank goodness, because I needed yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like I needed I I I needed a, I needed a really good comic book series just about now, and this is one of those things that it's you know I can I can stick my flag in the in the sand when when I see it's on the list. I'm like okay, I got I got that. You know, and and four issues in, it's getting more compelling, and just the the craft on it is is superb. And it's it's not, it's not you know, it's not. I, I don't want every comic book to be like this. I say that a lot. Um, but you know, for it for what it is, what it, you know, it's it's just great to have for me, and that's got to be enough. So we have talked a lot about the current comic book trope of the D- Donald Trump stand-in mm-hmm. in comics, and that comes to Daredevil with Daredevil 595 as they return to the old numbering. And we find that, and we found out at the end of the last issue, but that Wilson Fisk, the kingpin, while while Matt was in China, was elected mayor of New York. And this is the fallout as Matt returns to America and his city to find that Kingpin is in charge. And yeah. Matt's life is fucked. And I can I'm I'm sussing out that your tone is suggesting that you're not down with this. Oh, no, it's fine. I mean, it's, it's only because it's happening in a lot of books, this type sure. of thing where uh, we've discussed this before as, as comic creators who are often very liberal are working through their anxiety about the, the world, which is fine. It just is a, it's happening a lot. My my problem with this comic isn't the story, which I liked a lot. It's the I didn't like the art from Stefano Landini. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much the first page. The Shadow Kingpin is very much Vincent D'Onofrio. And then we get uh, Batman Murdoch looks a lot like Charlie Cox, including with the big forehead. And the color is just – coloring his hair brown, just the hint of red highlight, but it's mostly brown. And I just – you know, long-time listeners know that, get, that gets my goat. I don't like that casting decisions made in Hollywood are deciding what my comics look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- – uh, I don't have a problem with what you're. I, mean, I know what you're saying in general. That gets me too. In this, this feels pretty subtle. I see what you're saying, but I also like. I kind of can't blame them for it. Um, I I like the art. I do think it is. It's not quite there. It's very no, close it's to not. being there. Um, but there's there's bits of it that I like. I like I like the attempt. I think the Daredevil stuff, like him in the costume, actually looks really. That's good. the best part of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And the coloring, I, I, again, the 
intent of the coloring, I think, is really good, but I don't think it's quite there. It's not. It's a little, it feels like coloring from from like ten years ago. Well, you know when 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 they were they were starting to do digital coloring, and it was like some of it was really harsh. Um, this feels, but it's not overdone, at least. That, that, which yeah, is, do you remember which that colors that, that, that used to color Kevin McGuire's work? No, but I know not, what you're talking about. Not really professional level. Yeah. Um, this feels like someone who hasn't really figured it out yet. Uh, I just I think that I think that there's just the subtlety needs to be turned up about this much. But I actually think it's yes. close. Um, also, I just it's Bill, Bill it's strange because it's Matt Miller. Matt Miller is not like new. No, but maybe it's a. Who knows? Maybe it was something they're going for. It's definitely a, a different, a different feel. It's I, a look I, they're going for for sure. I don't quite. I don't really have a problem with it. I, I think. I think it could be a little better, but it, it's not bad. Um, and it's a Bill Sienkiewicz cover, which I, I don't know if people are, know how lucky they are to get things like Bill Sienkiewicz <laughs> covers. Um, I like the idea of the story, and the, so we uh, had before where Matt uh, persuaded the Supreme Court of the United States to consider superheroes viable witnesses in crime trials. And so here, Kingpin turns it on its head and says, well, if they're viable witnesses and they're also viable targets. So now he's unleashed the NYPD on all of the uh, vigilantes of New York. So here, Matt gets arrested. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I, I, I think if you look at it as a whole story, uh, it all feels like it was part of one big piece. And I know that Charles Soule tends to plan things like that because this feels like – you know, this is the nat- next natural progression from where we've been. He goes into the DA's office and, you know, he, he wins a big Supreme Court case, which is more or less against the kingpin who was funding that lawyer. And this is right. sort of the next part. It, you know, it works. And, and it's about what always happens to Matt is that his, everything blows up in his face. So the yep. thing he thought went really well actually isn't going to end up hurting him. Um, I, just, I, just, I just think it's funny that they go back to the original classic red costume and then they change how everybody looks. You know, it's just... <laughs> It's because last week, you know, we had the we had the show inspired costume before, and now it's just I just it just really bugged me that Matt's hair is now brown. I would have never thought of that, but I I see what you mean. So I I was just too bad. I really like the book otherwise, but it just kept, I, the whole time I was reading, I just couldn't get over it. Um, which is my cross to bear. <laughs> but, but I treat this as therapy for everyone. Okay, there you go. Uh, Batman Lost number one, the latest metal crossover. Did you read this? Nope. I decided okay. to bail. This was written by Scott Snyder, James Tinney in the fourth, and Josh Williamson, with art by Doug Monkey, Yannick Paquette, and Jorge Jimenez. Great art team. Um, and all top notch writers. I don't know what's going on with Batman Metal. No. I just don't I don't understand the story. I'm stupid. I fully admit that. I don't get it. Um, I mean I get the I get that there are these Evil Batman from other multiverses that are being brought to the main DC universe, and are I, I get that. I get. I just don't understand the. So here we have Barbatos, the Bat God, and we learn about how the bat, the Bat Tribe, and the Bird Tribe long ago fought each other, and I just, I don't like. I really don't like the trend of having superheroes being in a long line of mystical beings. Mm-hmm. And when now green arrow is a, is the latest in his family of arrow protectors and Batman is now apparently, you know, was brought to being by the bat God. And I just, I feel like I just hate it. It takes away from 
these people making their own choices to do good in the world instead of having it be their destiny. I don't like that every hero is 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 a hero of destiny. Um, and so while this while I while that's all what's going on in my head while I'm reading this, I actually really like this issue because it was like a very and we we use this word a lot, but very meta version of Batman in which I guess Bruce is trapped on another Earth. And in, they're keeping him there by, by putting him in this fantasy world where he's a grandfather and he's reliving his days of Batman to his granddaughter and telling her stories from out his, out his career. And he's got a giant bookcase of all these trade paperbacks of all the stories that he's been writing down because he's forgetting them. And he says, sometimes they contradict each other, but they all happened. Um, and he tells her stories. So we, we see Yannick Paquette draw Batman from the original costume back way back from his first his first adventure. Uh, we see some Jorge Mena stuff from the old... Um, the tribal stuff and it just it just it's a really fun way to look at batman's history as this sort of grandfather telling his granddaughter these stories from his career um but but slowly realizing that the stories aren't right something's not right here i don't remember these aren't how it happened but then she's constantly telling him no no no, that's how it happened don't worry about it she's kind of trying to keep him from breaking free of their control i just don't understand who they are i understand what they want i don't like batman being a cosmic force um, and I don't know exactly. I just, I just start struggling with metal overall. I, I'm enjoying s- single issues here and there, but overall, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be getting out of it, which is tough. I mean, th- I was there a couple weeks ago and I read a couple more times and I thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with, with not for me. I mean, do, do people seem to be enjoying this? I can't tell. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is what you and Ron think. Yeah, that's kind of. It's only. That's and not if good. anyone. We're not really the reading metal. Of people. <laughs> if you're reading metal, go uh, go to ifanway.com, find the post for the show, tell us in the comments, tell us what your thoughts are. I'm 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 hoping people are liking it because I, I do like elements of it. Um, I hope that people are liking it. I know, but that I'm not disliking it. I just I'm very confused by a lot of it. I, I know, but I, I just you know who's this for? <laughs> like, DC fans. Is it? I mean, that, aren't, aren't you? Aren't you the Ur DC fan? Yeah, but like, it, uh, just because the execution isn't working doesn't mean it's not for somebody. It's for it's for Batman fans. No, I get that, but there's 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 some kind of thing I've, that's being evoked. I think that I don't. I'm not a fan of basically. And, yeah, I mean, and I, I, I've seen people say this is batshit crazy. I love it, and from you know that's that's not going to be my thing. But I don't know that it is batshit crazy. It was in the beginning, and now it's getting it's it's drilling deep into the mythology of these stuff, and I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah, I, I really I I do hear you on the terms of like the pulling back the curtain, and here's everything that's behind everything you thought you knew. Um, you better it better be pretty damn good to be able to get away with that again. I don't want a bat god who who create who basically pushed Bruce Wayne into becoming Batman. I don't no, need I don't, that. I don't like that at all. It it takes away everything. Yeah. Slots number two, the second issue of the series that was Pick of the Week, its first issue, written and drawn by Dan Pinosian. Didn't love it. Interesting. I, I thought it was really well done and looked good. Um, this was the issue that I thought, I was like, oh, you're going to explain a lot of things to me <laughs> right now. And it, like that first one was like, woohoo, it's breezy, we're doing this, it's that. And this one was, here's everything. It's, I'm actually shocked how much exposition was crammed into these pages. Um, 
And I think it was really well drawn and and fairly clear. I, I had an idea about everybody we were talking about and their machinations and stuff. You've got a bunch of women who have dark hair and are pretty and kind of look alike, but some are older and you can kind of tell who's who. And I think it's a pretty good example of, of that. And then you have a father and a son and they kind of look alike. One of them has lighter hair. Uh, it was it was pretty heavy lifting though I thought and so that took away from some of the fun of it before hmm. uh, that's kind of how I felt but again it, you know I don't know I, it's as, as part of a whole I don't know that I can judge it quite yet because I really it's good I like it a lot but I liked I mean I liked it less the first issue but I, I liked it because I I thought all of the story being told was interesting um, huh. I mean, yes, I understand what you're saying. It was a bit of, okay, now I'm going to sit back and tell you my history and everyone's history that we've met so far. And that's not necessarily the most compelling story in the world. unless. But I liked I liked it. Um, I'm looking – now that we've got this out of the way, though, now I'm looking forward to moving forward with what's happening. You know, that's now we know what every, I want. Now we know who everybody is and how they relate to each other and why everybody hates each other and why everybody hates this guy. I get it now. So now, uh, now we move on. Okay, so you're kind. You you saw what I saw. I was I wasn't. Sure I saw what you saw. I didn't bother me as much because I liked what I was reading. Am but. I being cranky? Is kind of what I was like. There's a Ooh. little. I, I I did. There's a little like the girl who runs the cabaret and where she's related. Like I started to lose track, and then by the end I had it. Uh, you know, I had it down. I think. There's I think some I terrific, had it. terrific art in here though. There's a one shot where. Uh, his ex-wife, the mother of his son, is holding a whiskey glass up and half her face is distorted. That's a I, really terrific panel. I, I actually really like the sequence on the next page. Uh, where the, like, her biker boyfriend comes oh, yeah. and just yeah. decks him. <laughs> and it was like, with very little provocation, he just decided, I don't like him. And I was like, I don't like him either, so I like that you punched him. <laughs> Which made me, and I believe, I believe that his shirt is quoting Uncle Jesse. Have mercy. Yep. So there is that. He, he deserved to get hit. Not everyone deserves to get hit. That guy did. So you're not reading Royal City, Jeff Lemire's image book. No, I feel like I probably should be, but I missed the boat at the beginning and then didn't catch up. Um, this is the this issue. Uh, it's actually a really interesting issue. It it We go back in time and see some things that sort of change the way we feel about the first six but this is the issue where i wasn't sure if maybe i should be reading it in trades because there's a lot going on there's a lot of characters who are related and they all look kind of alike and i lose track of the people um however here we find as a kid so we see the father we we, we find out why he's obsessed with radios um we see the, the his son has been having really bad headaches and he has something a spot in his brain Meanwhile, the father's hearing his son's voice through the radio, which is something we had seen earlier. Um, but we don't know why any of this is happening. So I, I really like it. It's really terrific. Um, I just started to worry that I'm losing some of the thread that w- will make this more impactful. Maybe I should be reading it in chunks rather than single issues because it's so everyone is so closely related and intertwined and there's a lot of complicated things happening. But I'm not sure yet. Uh, yeah. I, I get, I, like At some point, Lemire kind of lost me. A little. And I don't, it's not like, oh, he started sucking. I just was like, I don't know, it's not speaking to me in the same way. I don't know. I don't know what that was. So I, it was some, you know, I tried to read part of Descender. I lost part of that. I think a bunch of his Marvel series and I know he was out of it. Uh, but it made me reticent. So I missed, uh, what's the, the 
the the Dark Horse book that we talked about. Oh, uh, Black Hammer, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of missed that, but it sounds like I shouldn't have. And then this one, I haven't heard you guys say anything about it, so I kind of thought... Well, We've talked about three or four of the seven issues. Um, it's good. It's definitely good. I'm just worried that there's there's so much going on that I need to, I need to be paying closer attention to it. That's that's, that's all. Again, my own this this is this weekly show is just a way for me to work through my own issues. I I mean that's that's always the case. I mean we got the patron powers coming up for God's so, sake. So I'm just I'm saying it's very good. And I think if you know the first trade is out of the first six issues, I would say give it a look. And I would say anyone out there, if you're a Jeff Lemire fan, this is definitely interesting. Canadian family drama with, I guess, a little bit of supernatural in it, but we haven't really explored that too much. So there you go. Royal City. I'm going to take a moment to thank Harry's, and I'm uh, touching my face in which Harry's blades have made it prettier. Josh, my face is, many consider a very pretty face, and I, I, I attribute all of that to Harry's. I mean, I can make two choices here, and I think I'm <laughs> going to go with the easier one, which is, uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> it's a beautiful face. Um, Harry's is a blade, uh, our blades we've been using for years. Uh, we all just very, very excitedly got some new Harry stuff in the mail, and we're talking about it in our Slack channel. Uh, we are legitimate and longtime Harry's fans. <clears throat> I love the Harry's gel that I, was, that I use. Um, oh, yeah. That you, the gel is my new favorite product that they have, and uh, everyone who I turn on to Harry's is has become convert. I can also so. I can also attest to that that same thing. Uh, people 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 dig it. I'm I'm actually super happy to not have to go into the store and have them and buy like the refill pack that it's it seems like it's way too much money for what you're getting. Like I'm like I I guess I'll just get two then. <laughs> Forty-five dollars, please. Uh, <laughs> I know. And so this is a lot easier than that. Um, can you can you come over here, unlock this? I can shave, please. <laughs> the um. Oh wait, no, not that one. That's the five pack. I can't. No, the just the. T you know, just give me the single sample again, just to start. The holiday season is upon us, and we mentioned this last time, but uh, we'll be talking about the, what they're offering this holiday season. But last year, I gave one of the, the Harry's box sets to some people, and they they both became Harry subscribers. It's, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there, but I have yet to meet anybody who has tried Harry's and hasn't uh, joined up on it. So Harry's is a great place to go to get blades and your, all your shaving needs. You claim your free trial offer at Harry's today. It's a $13 value for free when you sign up. Just cover shipping and the free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five precision engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. And for those of you looking for your holiday shopping, if you want to get it done early, it's November. It's never too early to start. Harry's just released a special edition holiday set, and it makes a great gift. If you check it out, you can check it out on the website. But while you're there, get your free trial set. It just, it's just It's right there. It's free. Just just get your shit. Just pay shipping. You can look at the the holiday gift sets. You can get your free trial set over at Harry's.com/ifanboy right now. Harry's.com/ifanboy. Josh, you are, you have the travel set, the new. I'm sorry, the new holiday set, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's shiny metal. Uh, I'm future future me. It's like Blade Runner, but not nearly as boring. <laughs> <laughs> Josh endorses the holiday set. Go to Harry's.com/ifanboy. That's where you can get your free trial set, and you can browse the holiday gift sets. Uh, we, we cannot endorse Harry's more. Uh, Action Comics number 991, um, with which I forgot to write the credits for, but it's Dan Jurgens. I yep. think I hated most of this all the way through, 
because uh, it was just like, all right, we'll explain all this stuff, but here's not an answer. And it was, I don't know, Stick was controlling Jor-El and who knows. And I, and literally, I got to the last page uh, and, and you know, he can hear, basically, the page before that, Clark, Clark is hearing everything that's bad that's happening in the world, which is what yeah. my soul sounds like. Um, <laughs> you know, victimized, poor, clinic firebound, southern church firebombed, homelessness, new high, veteran suicides. And he just looks bummed. And, sh- and, and Lois is like, Clark, are you okay? And he just goes, you know, sad look. People are losing hope, Lois. And, and John, what are you going to do, Dad? And he flies off, you know, fist bald, back to work. And, yeah. and I went, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I, I almost like took the page and posted it to social media, but I was like, I can't do that on Wednesday morning when it's the last page of an issue that just came out. Right. But I, I just went, you know what? Do whatever you want with a story before that. You get Superman. And that was, that's, that felt like that. I teared up a little on that. That's what you were talking about with Captain America last week. I was like, yeah. that's, that is why I read a superhero comic right there in one page. And I, the rest of it could have been complete junk. And I was like, all right, you got me. Fine. Like I Superman doesn't uh, back down. He didn't, he didn't get bummed out and walk away sadly. Like we would have seen in other versions. He right. got on with it. Nick Bradshaw's a great artist. I don't know what the hell happened with that cover. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the the whole thing with, you know, I guess it was Jarrell plucked out of time and... Whatever. I don't like it. But there was a really great page where where, where Jarrell blasts Superman and he gets... It's like a it's like a canted sideways full page shot and that was a really terrific victory. Oh, that is. Yeah, that's good. Art, art was great. I, I have no complaints about the art in this book. But you're right. Uh, any distaste I had was overshadowed by the, the terrific final page. So great page, right? A really great page. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, give it to him. Uh, Detective Comics 968. Speaking of Mr. Oz, this is wrapping up the Lonely Place of Living storyline, which is reintroducing Tim Drake to after being captured by Mr. Oz, Jor-El, and thought to be dead. Um, mentioned because it's notable because the. Uh, as, there, as older Tim Drake from the future, from the pre-52 universe, is fighting everybody, he, he gets to Damien and says, oh, God, you should just be dead. And I was like, yes. Yes, Tim Drake. Yes, old Tim Drake. He should be dead. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> he should. You should have been killed a long time ago. Absolutely true. It's like, you're right, buddy. Port of Earth. Uh, Andrea Moody Art. Um, and I, I saw the cover and the cover was pretty cool. And I, I saw well, it's an image, it's an image top cow, uh, sci-fi book. And there's no shortage of those, but I like Andrea Moody. So I gave it a shot. And, uh, the story of the of port of earth is that aliens come to earth and they're not coming out of benevolence or out of uh, war, but they are coming out of business. They want to set up a port on earth because they have spaceships that are powered by water and we've got a lot of it and they want to. They want people to stop and be able to gas up their ships on the way to wherever they're going. And uh, things go awry, as you might imagine. But uh, I really liked the plot. I really liked this, the actual story, and I really liked the Andrea Moody art. I thought the dialogue was very poor. Anytime anybody talked, I was I was cringing. Really? But... but uh, I saw Andre Moody's name, and I, so I flipped through it, but I was like, I don't want a post-apocalypse story right now. I just- well, it's not, it's not that at all. It's, it's literally like 
It's actually the opposite of that. There's oh, okay. an apocalypse. They, they use the alien technology. We, 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 we get to use it too. So we, we use water for energy and like we have, you know, okay. advanced weaponry. It's, it's, it's not post-apocalyptic except for the fact that, you know, it, it basically turns out this is not so much a port as a gas station. And you got all these sort of drunken aliens that wander off the, the reservation, so to speak. And, and there's a, there's a, a military force designed to combat that and, I just I feel like there are a lot of comics like this. Oh, totally. There's this a lot of image a, like yeah, sci-fi yeah. books. Yep. And, and I don't. And very I try similar. a bunch of them, but I don't. If, I might read one more of these because uh, I really like this. Yep. I like the world and I like the art, but yep. I might. Uh, oh, man, the cops are really rough. The, the, the way these guys act, you're like, there's no way these guys would all be fired. Like, there's no way. Because mm-hmm. um, they're they're being filmed for for the news, and they, you're just like, oh, he's showing how he's he's uh, legally bypassing the controls on his weapons that would not happen on the news he'd be fired okay um but uh i like the art a lot so i might give it one more i'm not guaranteeing it though uh i read you okay so i read the wild storm colon michael cray number two yes you may remember i talked about it last week and i and i was like yep. it's kind of good and then at the end uh basically green arrow is, is hunting homeless people for sport <laughs> and green. i green arrow what did i say Green is arrow. it Green Arrow or is it Michael yeah. Cray? No, Green Arrow. No, Michael Cray is brought in to stop him. Like he's like I don't know, I don't know what whatever all those Wildcats what? teams are. And and at first I thought, oh no, it's crossing over. But now I realize this is an Elseworlds. That's what the Wild Storm is. It's just they're starting from scratch using these concepts. And uh-huh. so he 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 uh, he disintegrates. He's, uh, Michael Cray has a problem where he's uh, when he touches things it disintegrates, sort of like a shitty um, My- King Midas kind of power. And he doesn't know what it is. Oh, it is. doesn't matter. Crashes out this week's yeah. patron power. So he grabs, sorry, he grabs Ollie <laughs> Queen's arm and his arm disappears. So threat neutralized. Um, and then at the end, they give him his next assignment and they're like, it's this guy, Barry Allen, who's a bad cop. And I was like, you know what? Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> See? See, here you go. This is your version of it's batshit crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Just a, it's just, you're responding to this way. It's being. It's just all about execution. The once, this, yeah, once I, execution. script. The script is really good in all the instances. Script is really good. Art, art's not 100 percent there. Um, but I don't know. For some reason, it's like, yeah, you know what? Kill a ball. Let's see what happens. It, it really. I'm telling you, this Elseworlds label that is gone needs to be there, yeah. so I know what to expect when I start reading a book. Just because I don't expect. Because as we know, nothing makes sense and nothing matters. NSN. Right. <laughs> Like, hold on, N M S N M. A lot of letters. I, I never know if I'm reading something that is ill-conceived or on its own. Right, and the thing was, we were kind of told that it was all being mashed together again. So yeah. I, I just assumed the Wildstorm was taking place in the DC universe, but clearly, from reading the Wildstorm regular series, it's not. But right. but they never expressly said that, so. I get what your problem originally, because if you yeah. see them pop up, you're like, oh, uh, okay, they are the DCU. And then, oh, oh no, they're, they're clearly not. Yep. Um, but I, I kind of, like, it was well done enough that I enjoyed it despite myself. So so there was that. That's a that's a reversal. Rock Candy Mountain, number five. You're not reading this either. This would have been pick of the week had it not been for Mr. Mary. Oh, okay, good. Woo. This was great. Yeah. <laughs> this was really great. Chapter five, A Hobo Came A-Walkin'. And uh, here we get the origin of the main hobo with the, the seemingly supernatural powers who can defeat anybody. We find out why that is because he made a deal with the devil when he got drafted to go to World War II that I guess he would never lose a fight. And so he became like an indestructible super soldier who they sent to kill Hitler. 
<laughs> and he does kill Hitler, who's yeah. in his underwear, doing a doing a, a cult ritual with the Spear of Destiny. And Which so he takes that we with find him. out. Yes, we find out. A why he's he can't lose a fight. B why the devil's chasing him. C why he has the Spear of Destiny. Um, this was great. I yeah, love this book. It really was. The only thing. Only thing did you pick? There's a there's a flaw at the beginning. Is there? Very first page. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't have the issue here. I don't know why I don't, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, it says 1945, which is not. Oh. Uh, and I, I I went back to that three times because I was like, 94. Why are you getting drafted in 1945? Yeah. And I That's thought, well, maybe there still was a draft. And then he's like, now we're going to Normandy. I was like, all right, big problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. Well, that's either. That's it, though. That's I. I had to. I have to point that out because. It's a dumb mistake. Yeah, but other than that, I it was it was it was fun. I really I love that guy who looks like Mike Dawson. Um, cartoonist Mike Dawson, actually, uh, or at least his cartoon version of himself. Uh, and he goes and he he just beats people up if it's one at a time. It's a, yeah, yeah. it's a dumb superpower. That's what this that's what this book is. It's a hobo with a dumb superpower. I, I loved this. I love that he beat his way into like the general's office to offer to go kill Hitler. I love that he when he beat his way through the bunker in Berlin. I I, I love everything. This book is this book is so great. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad uh, it was almost a patriot pick, which has caused Ron and I to read it. Cool. So. Yep. So I see that Ron's leaving has not mean I can escape the Star Wars corner. No, you're you're in fact you're you're sort of in a way going to get sixty percent more of it. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't think my math's correct there. Uh, so this is uh, Star Wars number thirty-eight. This is Karen Gillan's first, uh, first issue after Jason Aaron, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, part one: yeah, The yeah, Ashes yeah. of Jeddah. Um, and I don't know what a sort of Faustian deal Salvador Larocca made, but he's going to be drawing this forever, and we're going to get creepy <laughs> wax faces. But he does That's ships tough. good. He does stuff blowing up really good. Right. Um, and this was good. It was a it was a good Star Wars story, and I think it takes place within a spot that works very well. Is it still between Star Wars and, Je- and Empire? Is that still I'm the actually looking through to... trying to remember. Yes, because Luke is yeah, it's between Jedi and and uh it was between Star Wars and Empire because Luke has his lightsaber, but he's he somebody says he's a Jedi and he's like I'm trying, but he's not there yet, so it's it's yeah. Wasn't Jedi destroyed? Yeah, and it gets destroyed like basically they go to Jedi and it's it's like a cracked in half planet, and so they they're yeah. trying that like they're trying to mine as much stuff as they can out of it. I uh, see. And the em- empire wants everything from it while it's still being destroyed because it has a source of kyber crystals and stuff like that. Um, but obviously, there's people who need to be saved in the middle of it too. Um, so it's pretty good. I, I actually really I really enjoyed it. Um, like Salvador Larocca is a mixed bag, to be honest with you. Yes. Faces are rough, but other than that, it's pretty good. Did you enjoy it more or less than the Jason Aaron stuff? Or the same? It, you know, it doesn't feel like a huge departure, although it does feel like the Karen Gillan stories that I've been reading and enjoying to a certain extent. He has a certain does it feel extent. more like Darth Vader than it does Star Wars? Yeah, I think when the Empire shows up, because there's a lot more of that Empire hierarchy thing happening, which mm-hmm. I like. There's a, like, here's some, here's some Piet types. And I like, a, I like that, you know, uh, uh, Imperial mid- mid- Those mid- guys are the unsung heroes of, of Star Wars. I mean... Hero, relatively speaking. Well, I mean, heroes to the storytelling. Sure. I mean, the more, for my money, the more admirals and 
generals and moths you got, the better the Star Wars story. I agree with you. Yeah, it's a, it's a so large... keep that in mind, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> His movie hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, he just got the new. He got the new trilogy. It could be all about. I know, but maybe. Why don't they just wait? I know exactly why they don't wait. That was a dumb question. Adventures of Piet. Oh, that could be the new trilogy. See, I'd be excited about that one. I don't want more Han Solo. But you, give me, you give me the yeah the the Ozzel Chronicles. Ozzel Piet and Moody. <laughs> Lord Vader, this just hanging out. Terror you've constructed. <laughs> Just bitching about Vader all the time. That's so. That was Star Wars Corner, which is fun because it was almost a patron pick every week at ifanboy at Patreon.com/ifanboy. The patrons can vote on the book they want us to talk about in the show. And Star Wars came in second. It was leading for most of the week, but like the crazy superhero tracker—I don't even know if it's a tracker—he is Moon Knight. Tracked it down and beat it. Uh, Moon Knight number one eighty-eight was the patron pick. Written by musician Max Bemis, with art by Jason Burroughs. Uh, of Avatar. He was like their number one guy over there. Right. And pretty good. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. That's okay. Like, I mean, so as, is... an, as an artist, I thought, oh, this guy, this guy has chops. I think I didn't yes. prefer that style when put in an Avatar book, because those were all like horror slashery things that I didn't like. But I was like, oh, he can, he can, he, he can do it. So this is part one. Um, of, well, this is so, first of all, I think the the chronicles of this throughout the life of this show is we've tried like what like five or six Moon Knight titles. Yeah, they keep putting them out there, and we keep trying them. Um, we liked them to various degrees. We liked the sixth never... issue that Warren Ellis did. Yeah, but I mean, there's been so many over the years. I can't even remember all. Really? Because they all feel the exact goddamn same. That's why I have trouble dis- distinguishing which ones were which. Hey, look, we're in a uh, mental hospital. Yeah. So this issue, we basically don't see Moon Knight at all, except we're in a dream, and this we meet a psychologist who's treating a guy from the army who burned up some of his fellow soldiers, and uh, she treats him by using Moon Knight. She, I guess she used to treat Moon Knight, Mark Spector. She can't get over it. And she treats him using the same gods, the same Egyptian gods, she, uh, Amun-Ra and uh, Khonshu, the other one. And uh, he responds well to that uh, treatment because it turns out he is one of them. Which one is he? Ra. Sun God. He's Khonshu. He's Con- no, no, you're right. He's Ra. He's Ra. You're right. He's the Sun He's God. Ra. That's all the flames and everything. And so then he burns everything up, including her. I read this and I was like, yeah, that was fine. But like... Nope. I like Moon Knight conceptually and he wasn't even really in this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess it's one way to start the book is to, is to deep dive into the villain, but um, and, and that's that's I, I actually that part doesn't bother me. It's actually all the things that I have not liked about Moon Knight uh, were in this book, <laughs> except, which are it's just that like I don't I, I I'm tired I I don't want like we've read the uh, uh, mental health uh, he's trying to be treated by people whether he's crazy or not and his, he's, he's got you know the two minds and I, I don't care and you're not going to solve it clearly so we just got to exist in this state of, of other all the time and it's I, it's I don't find it interesting what was it was it who did yeah the Warren Ellis series where he was in the suit yep wasn't he just basically just a superhero? Yeah, he was out there getting shit done. He was kind of nutty, but 
They weren't just sitting inside. And I read the Brian Wood stuff. That's what I want. That's what yeah. I want. The Brian Wood stuff, I, I didn't read it. I just looked at it because Greg Smallwood's art was so gorgeous. Um, and, I, and I thought I'd be like, I thought this was really well done. I thought the art was good. I thought the coloring was good. I thought the story was good. I thought, I thought it was really well done. I don't care. Mm. It just like it isn't the kind of story that I want to read. It was it wasn't bad. It was it was good. Um, All right. So I'm not upset. I read it. I was okay that I read it, but I, I it's just not. I, I don't care about the mental hospital. Like, like, well, the good news is the mental hospital got burned to the ground. It's true, but we're still so, going to be dealing <laughs> metaphorically. No more mental hospital. They just. I guess you're they, right. They got rid of it. They got rid of it. And the doctor. I find it really, I mean, she's not going to survive that. They're wheeling her out. She's basically burnt. It's comics. Crisp, like, you got to get her. I was like, she talks. She's, uh, so I might read the next. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Ratings. 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 Give it a three. Out of five. Three. Uh, sticking with it, I might give it one more just to see actual Moon Knight and what happens with, with Moon Knight. A little part of me, a little part of me wants to like Moon Knight, but the only reason is that Moonlight looks Moonlight looks so cool. He does. He looks why. That's, so cool. <laughs> he does look cool, and he's he's basically Marvel's Batman. And I want to see, for the reasons you said, I want to see how he's going to deal with Moon Knight as a character. Are we going to go? Is it the second issue all about Moon Knight's, you know, multiple personalities and his problems, or is he just going to go out there and fight crime? That's what I'll. That's what the second issue will, or one eighty nine will answer mm-hmm. for me, hopefully. So maybe I will read the next one. Patrons. Oh, wow. So you're, you're putting the burden on them. Well, no, I'm just saying they, they made me read this one. I wasn't going to read it otherwise. All right. It wasn't, it wasn't on my original list. So they succeeded in getting me to read another issue. I was thanking them, but I did okay. it in a very awful way. My apologies. <laughs> That's our stock and trade, my friend. Yeah. So also at patreon.com slash ifanboy, if you join up at a certain level, I think it's a $5 level, you can get your own superpower on the show. And before we get into that, we want to thank Chris Lewis, who's a listener who created this really awesome spreadsheet of all the superpowers, um, really super in-depth. Like, I was actually reading it before the show going, oh, wow, really? Oh, interesting. Um, which we're going to try to find a way to make public so everybody can can see it. But uh, very good job, Chris Lewis. And apparently he's going to keep it up going as we, as we continue on. So uh, thank you. Maybe, maybe less editorializing in the spreadsheet, Chris. But other than that, um, he categorizes some of them as dumb. But that's fine. So do we. <laughs> Our first superpower goes to Aaron Cantu. Thanks for being a patron, Aaron. Aaron can – you know how like a chameleon can change uh, the way it, it looks to blend in? Uh-huh. Uh, to fight uh, – to protect against predators? Aaron can change the color of his clothing. Okay. But that's it. And that's a that's not a technological thing of the clothing that he wears. No, no, he, he's, it's some sort of magical thing. He can't change what kind of clothing he's wearing. He can just change the color of it. Uh huh. So okay. like, it could all go black, but not his, you know, or yellow, yellow, or you know, he's not an artist. He can't like change like a logo, but uh, he can't create a new logo. But he can change the color. Just like adjusting the palette all the way around, so that mm-hmm. the. The analogous colors shift. Exactly. Okay. He can he, he can he can blend in if he was so desired to, or stand out. Really, whatever his mood is. Well, all right then. Or uh, if he goes to a black and white party, but forgets the black and white party, shows up in a red suit, he can change it to white. Uh huh. Also, it, it helps him in social situations. Okay. Uh, Blair Westover. 
uh, has a small rotary knob located on the right side of his neck um, to adjust his voice to one of four celebrity presets. Ah. He's got Morgan Freeman, huh? Sam Elliott, Sweet. Roseanne Barr, and unfortunately Bill Cosby. Oh. Yeah, so it may have been programmed earlier, but he stuck with it. So he Sounds really... like it was programmed in like the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. So, again, Sam Elliott. I think he's getting. I think he's getting a lot of use out of two of those. Morgan sets. Freeman, Roseanne Barr, and Bill Cosby. Ugh. <laughs> he uses but, Roseanne but Barr to order shouldn't pizza. Shouldn't there be like a preset to his own voice? Uh, it's a toggle. He pushes the switch. <laughs> I see. Okay. Because otherwise, I mean, it would be if it was a cursed element, then he would have to do one of those. But I've decided not to. That's Blair's. Okay. Blair's contributing to the show. I don't want to. I don't want to hem him into a corner. Or I, also, I don't know. Blair Blair's one of those names. Could go either I way. Wanna, I want to – before we move on, I want to really thank Ron now for making sure that each week we have to do two of these. He should, he should submit one every week. Jerk. Yeah. Adam Bartoluk is not a jerk. He's awesome. Not only because he's a patron but because you want him at parties because Adam Bartoluk can emanate music. Okay. Any music you want. You want to get this party started? You want some dance music? He just starts coming out of him like a human speaker. That's nice. I like that. I think that's that can be quite calming. I find that when I have to prepare foods and things like that, and we're under, we're under like you know, we got to get to school in the morning. A little music helps make everything better. So he's a, he's a good presence to have around. Yep. Any, any any kind of music, he's got it all. He's got all the entire oh, wow. the entire catalog in him. So he's subscribed to. Spotify. He's got all the, all the Spotify channels. Wow. Well, I hope yeah. he's paying enough royalties. Um, so, he's good at parties. <laughs> Quincy Wiley always feels fine. You can't get Quincy down. <laughs> and the key here is that it's not in an annoying way. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know people who are always positive and you're like, oh, come on, get off it. Quincy's just all right. It's a superpower. He's not just on like antidepressants. It's a goddamn superpower, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want that? You want that guy on your team? Yeah, you do. That's it's a great name. Quincy right, Wiley. It is a great name. Aaron Blair, Adam Quincy. Thanks for being patrons. Patreon.com/slash/ifanboy. That's where you can go and you can support the show. Um, get your own patron power. You, uh, you can vote the patron pick. Uh, we have about about a quarter of the patrons vote every week in the patron pick, which is a, it's a solid number. But if you know, if everyone else voted, the voting would change drastically. So I'm I'm, I'm talking to you, patrons. It takes two seconds to vote. So uh, and it's fun. It'd be interesting to see what would happen if if instead of a quarter, like three quarters voted, then you'd really get some interesting numbers. So maybe do that next week. Think That's about true. it. True. So real quick, you want to go over to patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can do that. Um, you There you'll also find uh, other links. Uh, you can find, uh, well, actually, patreon.com slash ifanboy, you can sign up for that, see how that works. You can go to our t-shirt store over at ifanboy.threadless.com. I believe the holidays are coming up, I'm just saying, and if one is electro, you know. That's true, and we have, uh, we, we, we just talked about the design for the next shirt. We just had some uh, brainstorming session. We have the design idea. We're going to send it out to the designer. We might try to drop two shirts on you before the end of the year so that if you want to check that out for the holidays. I like how vague. We might try. We might try. Yeah. 
holidays are coming up faster than I think anyone is prepared for. So, so you, got your, you got your classic iFanboy and Herm shirts. Uh, Herm, of course, not related to anything. It's not nope. a thing. Uh, we've got our Pick of the Week podcast shirt. Ratings. Ratings shirt, which is brilliant. I actually don't have that. I still want to get that. And, of course, I almost wore like a shirt, uh, which I wore to uh, an open mic band situation the other night. I don't know if that matters, but I did, and I felt pretty good about it. It's a good rock and roll shirt, actually. It's kind of not bad, right? Uh, yeah. You can go to ifanboy.com slash support where you can find a direct donation via PayPal if, uh, if those other options do not work for you. And, of course, as always, I must say, if you need to get a little, uh, rid of a lot of cash fast, we can be the, we can be the help you need. Yeah, like we don't know what's happening with the tax, tax situation next year. It could go all haywire if you make, need to dump some cash. Make that our problem. Yeah. If I you mean, don't have the money, it's not going to be your problem. Don't put it in the Caymans. You're going to get found out. Just, yeah. just donate it. We are not a 5013CBQ charity. We are. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the charity number is. Right, we are, Let's do some audience questions. Yeah, we're, we're running late, but yeah. whatever. Okay. So uh, instead of answering a direct email about this, uh, we had several emails about uh, the big news. And I don't mean Ron, because who gives a shit? The big news is Brian Michael Bendis, after 17 years at Marvel, uh, has signed an exclusive and sudden contract with DC Comics. Um, this is the New York Times. This is, a, I mean, this was a yeah, big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, people were asking me about it who hadn't read comics in a while or, 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 or you know, just saw it online. But um, and I was explaining that it's not that he's a big sales deal anymore because he doesn't really sell books like he did 10 years ago. What the reason why it's a big deal is because Bendis is a symbol. Okay. He was the symbol of new Marvel. He, 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 he launched the successful ultimate line, you know, ultimate Spider-Man was basically the only book that mattered out of that line. Um, he revitalized the Avengers. The Avengers are now the central cultural force in pop culture. Yeah. Um, he was the voice of Marvel for, He's been to Westworld for 17 years. He was always the most ardent partisan Marvel guy. You know, whenever there was a Marvel DC blow up or Marvel image or Kirkman or whoever, he was always the guy that would jump in front of the bullets. Um, he was Casada's buddy. You know, he was sort of the ringleader of all these new creators that came in in that period of time. He was the guy they all looked to. So to me, it's not the importance isn't about sales numbers, although I think it'll probably sell pretty well art out of the gate at DC, but it's not that Marvel's going to suddenly lose the top selling book. It's that they've lost basically the mascot. And that's kind a big deal. That's the, a big deal. The, the spiritual leader, as it were. Yes. The, the and that's why I think it's a big deal. That's why yeah. I think everyone's freaking out about it. Now, uh, and I've heard people say things like, oh, well, now I'm not going to read a bunch of Marvel books. They've lost me. And I was, and, and my instinct was, was, well, this is cool. Because Bendis mm-hmm. is now going to get challenged again, and somebody like yes. him is usually going to perform better from a challenge as opposed to a point of stasis. And at Marvel, he had n- almost literally done everything that he could have done yeah. or wanted to do, accomplished everything that a modern-day Marvel comic book writer could have there, and now he has a challenge in front of him. And I think that's really interesting. At a, at one time, you know, he was he was my one of my favorite writers. I don't want to say my favorite, but you know, I, we'd be very excited to see him show up, uh, writing a book, and and he he does interesting work. He's been doing interesting work right up until right now. There's you know he's doing right. good books right now. Not all of them have been big winners, but 
You know, but the Defenders has been like classic Bendis. We, we, yeah. we love the Defenders. And, and, uh, and those two Iron Man books that he's really been good. doing have been great. So he's actually been on a pretty good streak lately. Um, and I like, you know, mixing it up under him. Shuffle the ground underneath his feet. Give him a new, a new you know, stage place to work from. I think it could be great. Yeah, I think often these kind of things really invigorate creators. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how he's been writing Spider-Man in some form or other for 17 years or, you know, Jessica Jones. And those are all great. I love that book. But, like, you know, let's see what he does. He's only ever done one Batman short story at mm-hmm. DC. That's the only thing he's ever done there. So we don't know what he's – what you know, what floats his boat over at DC. Well, sure. and that's kind of exciting. Kirby came over to DC in 1970. They said, what do you want to do? He said, what's your shittiest book? He took over. Was it Jimmy Olsen or Lois Lane? I think it was Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. Jimmy Olsen. I don't think Bendis is going to do that. But what I was going to say is, uh, you know, out he of also that, created the new gods. I was going to. So who knows? Way stepping right on me. Yeah, but Sorry. like Fourth World came out of that, uh, and we're talking about that today. So it could be really interesting. So I look forward to it. I I, I think it it breaks things up. There's a there's a lot of stagnancy that is just getting chipped away right here, and and I think that's fun. And it could lead to an interesting, you know, switcheroo. There could be some people that follow him. I don't know. But, you know, well, I mean, he's, he's also got a stable of people who work with him. Maybe I'm not saying I know anything. I'm just saying it's possible this could lead to some interesting people switching teams, so I, to speak. And that could be fun. Yes, but I mean, like, A, he, I mean, he really did set the tone for what artists were working there. And he kind of got his call on who it was. And he brought in a lot of people who were really interesting. A lot of people weren't so interesting. Um, but it'll be, I'd like to see him paired up with new people because he's sort of used the people that he has as a crutch. To a no, extent. not a crutch. Some of them, not all of them. Um, great artists have come out of, you know, Bendis lifting them up. Great artists, um, you know, for, from him, like being that guy's, that one, their rabbi, you know, to use New York right. City politics terms. Um, well, he's, he's good at finding artists. So maybe, I mean, artists. I, I, I think this, this, that. This, yeah, I think this is a really interesting and exciting thing. Yep. So I look forward to it. Let's do one more quick uh, one. Quick one. Quick one. Andrew from Santa Cruz, California says, hello, I've been thinking about this since Thor Ragnarok. Is Jeff Goldblum a national treasure? And uh, what he's referring to is often on our patron hangouts, we talk about who are the goddamn national treasures and who are the national treasures. We did an entire show, an entire hour on that. These are um, generally official... American. They're American because they the, be the highest uh, thing is the GDAT um, of who of who Tom Hanks is the patron. He's goddamn American treasure. That's his, that's the highest level you can achieve. Emeritus, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hanks, um, and and then under that is uh, American treasure. He said national treasure. He's a little misspoken here, Andrew. Yeah. Uh, and then there's just treasure. So like a Sam Rockwell's a treasure. Yeah, and so. We are often fond of, and these are all entertainers and actors we have. Yes. Us, and we're often fond of, uh, uh, you know, debating who is a, na- a goddamn American treasure and who is a, it's just, just an American treasure, which is totally fine. You can American treasure, nothing to sneeze at. Uh, we have not, not debated. I don't know why Jeff Goldblum has. I, did we talk about him? I, I can't imagine that we didn't. And if we had, I mean, he's a goddamn American treasure. I think we need to discuss this on our next Patreon hangout, perhaps, because uh, we did before. We did we did add some people in the last, not you know, recently. So maybe we have to just revisit and explain why Jeff Goldblum missed out the first time. Hmm. Well, that's a good reason to sign up for Patreon if, I, if I'm you. That's what I'm thinking. Um, that wasn't so, this wasn't meant to be that, but uh, Andrew, uh, 
I think personally, as Josh said, he's a goddamn American treasure. But uh, we'll find out for sure if he gets the official I fanboy designation in a later patron hangout. Does it, it's still a three-way vote? Is that how we're it handling this? It has to be this? unanimous. Yeah, it has to be unanimous. It does, it does have to be unanimous. And, and even then, Ron, yeah. Ron still gets a vote on that, on the, on the goddamn American treasure status. Yes. So, if you want to get your email on the show, contactifanboy.com. Thank you, Andrew. We had other emails come in uh, about Bendis. There was a bunch of them. Uh, so, thank you, everyone who sent those in. And uh, some quick plugs. As we, as Andrew mentioned, we did a Thor Ragnarok show. Me and Josh and Mike Romo talked about Thor Ragnarok. I couldn't remember who was on the show for a second. <laughs> talked about Thor Ragnarok. It's two, it's two back in the feed. It's one back in the feed. It's two back in the feed. I don't know anymore. I can't keep track. It's back there. It's fun. It was a fun show. Fun uh, fun discussion. Uh, you can find that there. The next special edition show coming up next week will be on Justice League, uh, which I feel my bones tell me will be a fun discussion for a different reason. It's uh, It won't be the same discussion as Thor. I know that much. <laughs> so you can look for the Justice League show next week uh, if you're listening to this live. If you haven't uh, gone to listen to it yet, I did uh, about an hour talking to comic uh, writer and artist, although not often concurrently, uh, Phil Hester, um, who has been in comics for 30 years. He's a really good guy, and we, we talked about his career and, and, and all sorts of stuff. And uh, again, another I, I say this a lot, but I really enjoyed the conversation, and it seems like others are too. So if you haven't listened to that and you like the comics, uh, you, you definitely should go check that out. And we have a Booksplode coming uh, this month. The patrons unlock the talks about the Booksplodes, one of the goals, stretch goals. Uh, the next book we'll be talking about is The Other Side from Image Comics, Jason Aaron and Cameron Stewart, I think. Yep. And uh, that'll be we'll, – that show we're going to aim to get out the week of Thanksgiving. So that was something, something – again, something to listen to. The family can all listen to us talk about Jason Aaron's Vietnam book. I'm sure that will be fun for everyone. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, delightful. <laughs> so – the Vietnam experience is uh, – I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop right now. Okay. All right. That's fine. Get over to ifanboy.com. You just break a wicker chair. Uh, yeah, you know, I my, my chair is very comfortable except that when I lean back in it, it squeaks. And so I apologize. I tried not to do it during the show, but I just got real comfortable and I'm sorry. Okay. I, no one's going to blame you for being comfortable. Uh, head over to ifanboy.com. You can find all of our other podcasts, some of the ones we just talked about, for example, in pretty much every movie that is about a com- is based on a comic book that has come out that we have deemed worth talking about uh, is there, for example, as a podcast. Uh, like uh, us on facebook.com slash ifanboy. You can follow at ifanboy on Twitter to find out what the pick is before the show comes out and other stuff. And, of course, you can follow us individually. I am Jay Flanagan on Twitter and Instagram, and Connor is C.S. Kilpatrick on Instagram um, because to him – and I don't think, unrightfully, Twitter is going to destroy our world. And, and Did you just say Jay Flanagan? J.A. Flanagan? I may have okay, said Jay Flanagan. Okay, just making sure. I think you might have said Jay Flanagan. I know that Josh Flanagan uh, is bigger. Is there a Jay Flanagan? I don't know. But if there is, he hates me somewhere. Why don't you look that up while I tell the people that if they like the show, write us a review on iTunes. Those people find podcasts. It shows with a lot of reviews. So it takes two seconds. Even if you just want to leave us a star rating, that's great, too. Or better yet, as I mentioned before... Play our book Explode by the Other Side during your holiday vi- uh, your holidays this, this season, yes? As we said, listen to, our sh- listen to the book Explode uh, during your holidays. Uncle Steve will appreciate it. That's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. Get out of here, St- Uncle Steve. I'm going to need you to tone it down. There's kids upstairs.